so are you guys in there now? No. Mm, we just I went through the conversation. <laughs> Mark, did, did you, you go charging into it yet again? Did you run yep. in there? Yep. Typical Mark. <laughs> first of the loot, don't first see the loot. Man, I'm getting so much hot loot. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. So hot. Hot loot. You guys missed out. Awesome. Finders you keepers. You have no idea what I'm doing with all this loot. XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. This is episode 248 of Channel Massive. Old Republic Tales, win some, lose some. Yeah, we did a little bit of both. Yeah, we, we were so powerful. Yeah. In our last Monday game night session for the first half. And then we were, then we were, had our noses taken and shoved <laughs> into our own humility. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was not so good. But the game remains very fun. Oh, yeah, even failing was fun because we kept trying to come up with ways to win against To game the, the system, so yeah. to speak. If we die fast enough, <laughs> we can... <laughs> yeah. Let's try to die in order. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Tonight we'll be telling you about our latest episode in Star Wars, The Old Republic. We are playing that regularly on Monday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Prophecy of the Five server, which is a PvP server. And if you are keeping up with us, if you want to join us in the next session, your homework is get to level 21. Yep, 21. And to think about it, this will be our fourth, where this is, we've now reached the halfway point yeah. in our tour of Star Wars Old Republic. It's gone by so fast. Yeah, it, it has gone fast. It's been fun, though. And we're almost halfway through the amount of available levels in the yeah. game. Yeah, so we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, we're making it's, some pretty good It's funny it. because when we got this far in uh, the Secret World, we were like, okay, four weeks is enough. Yeah, and this one, it's, it's hard to imagine where we'll be a month from now if it'll yeah. be like, all right, that was enough. But yeah. right now I feel like I'm not going to be able to stop playing it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we have stories to discover. Do you can do you kind of think of it kind of like a Mass Effect sort of? It for, does have stuff in common with that. Yeah. With a single player with a single player story. Yeah. That you can recruit characters, so to speak, to your party, and you get to choose how you respond in conversations, either positive or negative. Yeah. And that everything is voice acted. It makes even the most mundane side oh, quests. Oh, I love that. Interesting. I have found one thing about the game that is could be could have been done better, and that's when they do the tweens or the teen. The, no, I'd say they're tweens, like kids between children and teenagers. Yeah. The model and the skins for that are horrible. They look really weird. They look they, like oversized children. Yeah, they look like they're some kind of strange. 
monastic order that came from yeah it's not right they like missed it on that whoever the the artists were they don't look like children they look like some (laughs) alternate species that we haven't yet discovered (laughs) yes it's really weird so that's about the only complaint in the art direction and stuff i've had yeah i've been really happy with the lighting the set design so to speak the world design the variety in the architecture and the locations on each individual planet oh yeah and as for this last week we had to get up to level 17 because that opened up the next flashpoint or instance in the game right and it also was when we got ships so we could travel to the first planet that would have pvp on it and so we got ships which is really cool too but before we get into that we'll talk about our adventures from our last monday game night we had hilgi scott and southern scott join us oh, and that was a blast yeah for the first time ever we had agamemnon join us yeah if you've been Very listening cool. to channel massive for years agamemnon's history with us goes back quite a ways we've spoken with him or he's he's written into us I don't know if he's ever recorded an audio thing or not. I can't recall. He sent in the character story for one of his characters yep. that he's playing in Dungeons and Dragons, the dwarf character. So he's he's a very creative guy. And as it turns out, we ran into him unexpectedly and inadvertently while at Dragon Con last year. Yeah, we didn't, but Scott did. Yeah, yeah, Southern that's Fred right. Scott ran into him. Yeah, it was. We just missed him. I was going to go to that one too. That was the weird part. The one session where Scott ran into him. Yeah, I was going to go, and then something else called or comp- I was more compelled there's to so many choices else. yeah but we, we didn't even expect it it was kind of cool because we were saying leading up to the weeks oh yeah leading in the weeks leading up to Dragon Con we're like let us know if you're going to go we can meet up and hang out and Agamemnon was quiet he never said anything but we out of all of those tens of thousands of people somehow <laughs> yep Southern Sky ran into him which is pretty cool so all that said we still I don't think we've ever played a game with him and so he joined us in Star Wars Old Republic yeah he got a much as with all of our other teammates he seemed to prefer Sith because he's made a bunch of Sith characters but he made one extra Galactic Republic character Guardian Jedi Guardian Jedi Guardian tank which is what we need and we um and so we had an email dialogue going on um that day that he really wanted to do do the Esselis or Esselis Esselis I don't know they never pronounce it in the damn um Flashpoint for all that talking, they never say. They what never the say what is. the ship is called, so we never know what how to. We just know it's got a weird spelling. All we know is we're good at mispronunciating it. Yes, I always <laughs> like to mispronounce, mispronunciate. But anyway, um, so we we had talked about that, and I said, well, you know, we'll probably have more than enough people join to do two parties. Yeah, and instead of doing you know four and one, which was our what we did the first night and then thought about later and we're like that was dumb um <laughs> we split it pretty much evenly so it was um two yeah so Ag- agamemnon and i did the s-less while you guys i, I don't know also if you, did s weren't you originally going to train to hammer station but then thought well we should we thought we were but we just didn't know how long it was going to take yeah so just to keep it together we knew Scott, or we knew, I just usually throw out a Scott as the name of someone we're playing with, and I'm lucky, normally. But uh, <laughs> Agamemnon um, said that, or he wasn't a high enough level to be able to realistically do Hammer Station that night. 
So I said, well, if it'll let me, I'll go through and do this with you, and I'm a high enough level, it should go pretty quick. So we did yeah. the S list, which, is being as he normally plays Sith, that's not a mission you can experience on the Sith side. Oh. So we got to do that. And that's actually, that was the Because first... Black Talon is like the Sith version of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it, it's totally fine. Um, we, if you've been listening to us, listeners... The mission that Mark and Akamemna did was the very first instance slash slash flashpoint right. that we did. I think in our second session. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it was. It was our our first session together, but our second session overall, we ran through it, and we were really surprised because it took like an hour and a half. And and it's funny. I I like these. Um, I like these. I calling them an instance is like something I do all the time too, but it's kind of diminishes them because they're more than an instance because there's more story yeah there's story all the way throughout it's not like you get some dude at the beginning that says hey could you kill these three people or kill these two bosses or recover this one artifact and then sets you loose in a dungeon which is how world of warcraft usually goes and also because of the way it works is when you when you get into one of these um flashpoints and you get to make a decision it's like a virtual dice roll to see which character of the four of you or however many you're playing um which decision is chosen and even if like say i chose a dark path option and you chose a light path and the final decision was dark path you still get your light path um points that's for right what your decision was mm-hmm. but the group as a whole will take the dark path because that's what was selected and i mean it can have consequences for the entire flashpoint like there's a there's a few twists in this one, and if you do, if you go one way, a bunch of people die. And your objectives change, too. Yeah, and so it's cool how they've done that. They've they've added a, a, a layer where you feel way more um, integrated into the story. You feel like you have yeah. more, you feel more important, and you feel like it, it feels way less on rails than an instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that, and I like the story. Um, the voice acting's good, and oh, this the like you mentioned too, like the camera angles. Usually they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while you get a weird one. Yeah, we're like, uh, did that is that camera right underneath the commander's crotch? <laughs> yeah, and aim aimed out. I mean, like it's like how <laughs> where is that camera? Because that seems really <laughs> weird. But there is one time where my character said the staging is good. So. Yeah, and. My character won the dice roll of the dialogue thing, but the ki- and my character's tall. I chose a tall character model, but for some reason the camera was pointing up higher, <laughs> and so you just see his head peeking out from the bottom of the frame. And he's like blah 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 blah. Oh, that's hilarious! And then you see to see how most of the screen is just the room behind him because his head's just at the bottom. But in general, it does a good job trying to be cinema cinematic. It yeah. does seem to get do a good job with the with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not. It's not super polished Dragon Age Mass Effect type cutscenes, but for an in-game engine thing and then juggling the many variables that it is, right. it's pretty good. It's for an MMO. It's it, it is really good. It, it, for an MMO. It's it's unparalleled, I'd say. Yeah. Um, although some of the newer WoW stuff is, you know, getting close. yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, but and hopefully that that will be what the next WoW expansion is like. I hope they mm-hmm. really glom onto this kind of style because it would be awesome but um but yeah i think that that 
first flashpoint is really good to introduce you to you know kind of how it, how things are going to be to set the the tone and the pace and yeah and it's true to the previous um old re- or the you know kotar one and two i think it's kind of kind of really puts you back into that mode mm-hmm. um or if you like dragon age or mass effect it's similar to that it's you know classic bioware experience Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, Agamemnon and I did that. And what was funny was you guys were like, you know, we could do it too. And that way the timing will be right. So that when we get done, we can jump right into Hammer Station with Mark. Yeah. And Agamemnon was already resigned to, you know, he was going to work on just leveling after that, which was totally cool. So we jumped in and started going through it. And, you know, we didn't do a lot of the space bar stuff because he wanted to kind of know what was going on because it was his space first, bar meaning first you can skip dialogue right yeah thanks for pointing that out yeah so um we were making going at a pretty good pace but you guys were catching up and we started about 15 minutes after yeah because you. you had to buy some stuff and just get some stuff sorted out first and yeah. you you caught us at the end in fact you actually passed us at the end because when we got done <laughs> i right. i was like in la la land and i forgot that you have to go talk to whatever his name is on the bridge to finally choose whether you want to go to Coruscant or the space station. Yeah. And so I was just like twiddling my thumbs, chatting with Agamemnon, and realized that, oh, you guys are already done. So you you actually did finish it before us. Were you still inside the Flashpoint? Yeah, we were still in the Flashpoint. I was just chilling. For some reason, I looked around and thought I was on the space station. Like after the big confrontation with the Sith guy. And so I was like just waiting for you guys to come out of this door. And I it was like really funny that I I, I guess I just haven't done this Flashpoint enough to really remember exactly what was going on. So I thought I was just done. And and I was like, oh, we're still in there. And Agamemnon's like, "Uh, yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, okay, let's let's go. Yeah, because they say something funny to you like... Enjoy the rest of your flight to Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks like for fly, flying the friendly skies. Yeah. Nuts will be served shortly. <laughs> and so you guys wander around this gigantic spaceship with nobody else on it. It's like, what's the point of this? Yeah, it was kind of funny. But huh? yeah, that I let, that's good to hear because I thought that you guys had actually left the Flashpoint without completing it. But in turn, actually you were just hanging out, stuck inside of it. Yeah, we were just, I was just being really dumb. <laughs> it's just fine. It's fun to be dumb, um, but yeah, it was it was cool. So after that, I think we only had about a half an hour left, and we're like, should we start Hammer Point, which was the instance that opens up at level seventeen, and everybody seemed game enough to try it, and Agamemnon was cool with parting ways and working on leveling to catch up with the rest of us, and this was. I think we were all just excited about it, so we decided to do versus PvP because it was a little bit more tangible. Right. And we kept saying to each other while we were playing through Acels that, wow, we're just killing all of this left and right without any effort whatsoever, but it's sure not going to be like this, and boy, was it not like that. <laughs> Once we went into Hammerpoint, it oh, was so much harder. it was a big switch, yeah. I almost had shuddering flashbacks to the first group quest we try to do in Secret World. Oh, yeah. At the end of the Kingsmith area. Where it was just such an epic fail. We got to, like, the second room of, like, the entire instance and totally got killed. Yeah. But we did actually do better than that. But we were really lacking because we didn't have a tank. 
Right. That, we had true. two healers, two part-time healers. Me and Southern Scott are part-time healers. And it was funny in the... I don't remember which one we were... We were fighting something. And you made some kind of sarcastic remark about, wow, I'm actually being healed now. I'm like, I, we were healing you the other time. <laughs> I know. It just didn't seem like it because it was just I was just constantly at like 50% yeah. hovering near that. And uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of sarcastic. I'm sorry about that. But, but yeah, it was just like, good God, this is so much harder. Yeah, so there were there. Two, Hammer Point is really cool because it's about some Republic Senate funded weapon that actually uses a tractor beam to pull in an asteroid, and then a gravity gun to shoot the asteroid at a planet. It's it's a war machine essentially, but yeah, it ends really up being cool. so destructive it can make a planet completely uninhabitable, and so the Senate's like, we've got to get rid of this. Yeah, it was like a pre-Death Star kind of thing. Yeah, just a planet destroyer. And near the end of the this instance, you actually see the the gravity tunnel where asteroids get lo- loaded up and then shot out, and it's just amazing. Oh yeah, to, it, to see. it was it was like so epic sci-fi, like yeah, um, just the way you you had this bridge you could cross, but then the bridge crossed the channel that the asteroid like. It was as though you were walking through a gun barrel. Exactly, and yeah. And so, like, when the asteroid was going to come through, that would br- bridge would disappear with little warning. <laughs> and you just knew that if you were trapped in that, you were going to be jettisoned out into space and then slapped with an asteroid and <laughs> yeah. eventually ride that puppy down into a <laughs> planet and kill <laughs> dinosaurs. Um, but it was cool. It was just so well done. It reminded me of, like... Um, one of my favorite old sci-fi shows called Forbidden Planet, which just had like this epic yeah. massive scale mm-hmm. and these giant machines. And it was kind of like that, but done with a really cool art style. Yeah. And the sounds, of course, yeah. were like LucasArts classic, just killer sounds and mm-hmm. flanges and, you know, flanger effects going and just sensed ungodly amounts of energy being channeled through there. And you were right by it. You know, it was great such a classic scene i loved it i actually mm-hmm. just stopped and looked around <laughs> yeah i, I try to take a bunch of screenshots this yeah. time i actually remember to take more screenshots i know the it's last two sessions so cool but yeah lots of really cool eye candy and there are there are actually three bosses in this mission this team mission and the first one is this i don't know it's like a 40 or 50 foot tall tripod drilling robot yeah with an unblockable single target laser attack yeah uninterruptible right yeah just burns into somebody for like three or four seconds at random and wipes out the life bar and we're in this giant cave area and then to make matters worse with this tripod being so powerful it would occasionally summon other robots or something oh yeah it would do some kind of area of effect thing that was also screwing us up. And we just could not get past this thing. No, it was called DN314 Tunneler is his name. Yeah, and so it's some kind of mining. Yeah, strong Gigantic boss. mining robot. And we all died. And we had to start, we had to, we got warped back to the beginning of the mission and had to run back in there. And eventually the way that we got past it was... It was almost kind of like a flea circus. <laughs> it was bad. 
we decided that if if we could you suggest a mark i think if if somebody just can run back to the room where the boss is before he regains all of his life back we can keep his life bar down and keep right. his aggro up yeah and just throw ourselves against this imbeatable it was boss. just like an endless tide of a, like our spawning humanity because <laughs> yeah. yeah we would we'd start the encounter out with the four of us battling him and then somebody yeah. would inevitably die um you know most likely a healer for trying for daring to heal yes and um they would reappear very far away and have to run back and by the time they got, my thought was, if they could get back by the time the other three have died, or sooner, or no, if they can get back before the last person of the th- three remaining has died, then we can have just this endless cycle of people <laughs> yeah. coming in and wailing. So I got to be the first person to come upon him after, as I think as either, as either Hilgi or um, Southern Fred Scott died. And it had hardly any life left, and I was at full health, and so I just went in and battled it out. That was the funniest thing, because I was running, and I'm like, (laughs) wait for me! I'm almost there! I'm almost there! And when that's another thing that kind of sucks about this game, is that if you're in a party and one party member goes into combat, everybody's walking speed gets dropped. Yes. You can Um, no longer sprint if one person is in combat, even if they're all the way on the other side of the map. And so it's like you're running through molasses trying to catch up and in this mission we couldn't use our little speeders which is your traditional planetary on foot fast travel option because we're in in an interior where speeders are not allowed and so we were just walking running really slow wait and it was so funny because I remember I walked in right after you killed it and it's like what the hell did you do (laughs) (laughs) right place right time (laughs) I was just like I, I had just, almost no health too. Do you remember? Well, I don't know if you saw that, but I had a sliver of health. It was I such an epic that. like finale to that boss. Yeah, I was like nearly dead. It was oh, it was perfect. It was just uh, the, the 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 concept of it is like once you're left alone, you're able to kill the boss <laughs> when no one was around. I'm like it's something suspicious. Oh yeah, that's what here. I said. Like I like I like to think of it as um my because of the legacy system. This is supposed to be the daughter my character's supposed to be the daughter of vet the npc companion to um a, a sith juggernaut or marauder yes and so um so i have a max level one of those so i like to think of it as oh she just when nobody was looking she was like dad i need some help here <laughs> he just like showed up for just a minute and like killed him and then <laughs> exited quietly out the side right when you guys showed up yeah. I'm a hero of the Republic He's in your... <laughs> <laughs> just don't look at that giant TIE fighter looking thing flying away out the window yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty fun and so that was only like 25% into the level I'm like oh my gosh we're never going to get through this because we were just grinding through that oh yeah and finally thanks to you and and that strategy we got through it <laughs> the horrible <laughs> the least worst strategy yeah. right <laughs> it worked and, and then we were kind of doing well we were getting through things we were going through rooms got, got to some different environments we took on the second boss which is actually an optional boss and that one fell pretty quickly it was some kind of droid dude with a couple backup droids and took care of that or actually was a gangster of some sort and then we got to the very final boss we we got to the asteroid gun we crossed the light bridge and the final boss is in this little room and he's some kind of humanoid i can't recall if he's literally a sith or if he's just some kind of thug 
And he was just you. too strong. Yeah, that was painful to admit. After finally beating the tunneler, now yeah. we're confronted with this other guy that we just couldn't And handle. it's the very final boss. We were so close to finishing. And it's just, you're getting so antsy, Mark, about being healed. <laughs> telling us to heal you. And it would, it'd be funny because it's like, this boss, like the, the tunneler, would randomly summon extra thugs who would hit me and I'd be trying to activate my heal, but it takes a moment to charge up. And when somebody's attacking me, I can't do it fast enough. Right. And then I had to like stop charging up a heal so I could kill the thing that was aggroing on me. And then I have to go back to trying to heal you. And almost every time I would die while I'm in the middle of healing you. And I had to give you a hard time every time that that happened. Like, geez, that was a real useful <laughs> It's a suggestion for me to try to heal you because you're like, now's the time. If you want to live, you should heal me. And then I die while I try to heal you. You're like, well, geez. If anyone wanted to heal me, now would be like a really, really, really good time. If you just felt like it. Like if you were on the fence about it. (laughs) (laughs) You keep needing all those lightsabers. <laughs> if only I hadn't wasted that heal on Mark, I'd still be alive. <laughs> heal me, heal me. I'm trying. Heal me, heal me. Don't do it, Heal man. me if you want to live. I'm trying to. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's what I get for wasting oh. my time trying to heal you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny we, we tried it over and over and ultimately just were resigned back like we need some more levels and we need a tank really bad yeah. so I might bring in my I started up two different troopers so I, I've seen more of this game than I would have if, with playing just one character but it's all been the same character class but I made another one that's on the tank side just in case he's not up to level he's not even off of his starter planet but I'm going to try to level him up so we can use him oh, next cool. week. Yeah, that'll be nice. And the funny thing was, is you had the same thought, and you even started trying to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a level 13 um, uh, Vanguard or whatever. Yeah, tanks all around. We will not be at a loss for those. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to make a Jedi tank, because I've just It's just started. too similar to yeah, your, your be, main. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was our time. And then also, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, because we are at this level in the game, we have ships. You finally get them at about level 16, 17. Yeah. I was so excited that? about that. I thought it was really cool because the ship, it actually was a lot bigger than I expected. I had this idea that it would be maybe two rooms and it'd be essentially like a glorified shuttle. But it's a mammoth ship that takes up a whole landing platform. Of course, it's an instanced area that you go to to get to your ship. And there's all these rooms, and there's multiple floors. It's oh, not yeah. as big as the Normandy in Mass Effect. I'd say maybe it's about 40%, 50% as big, but it's still probably like five times bigger than I expected it to. Yeah. The thing is, I just cannot get the damn layout down. We were trying to, I was trying to meet up with you guys at the beginning of our play session so I could land on the, the Galactic Fleet area, which is where you start those flashpoints. And I was just going in circles in my ship, and I could not find the damn 
map that oh, you sit down at to, so to pick your. <laughs> and at one point, I got so frustrated, I just clicked on a door, and it was actually the escape pod door, <laughs> and. <laughs> It's like the escape pods cannot be jettisoned at this time. I'm like, like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm like, no. sorry guys, I almost just went out the escape pod because I was so frustrated. <laughs> Noah, done now. But yeah, I, I swear, because it's all square halls and square rooms and square doors, and I mean, they, they're relatively different looking, but I, for the life of me, cannot figure it out because it's got, like you said on your ship, it's, it's got this split level, tri level design. Yeah. It's where it's really not weird. like two floors and like there's a single staircase there's multiple staircases and there's things on different levels and even though it's not gigantic it can it's easy to get lost it's your in-game how player housing basically yeah it's cool though i showed you i, like I do the, love it yeah and i and, like the space combat do you oh like the space yeah combat yeah have you had any of the missions yet where you have to fly through the asteroids no i have done an escort mission and I've done where one where you just constantly sweep around a space station, do it, strafe it, and attack Blow up it. the space station, yeah. yeah. I like that one. That one's fun. But nothing that requires a lot of dodging. When I first did my first space mission, I kind of took the whole on rails thing for granted. Oh. And ended up running into things that were splitting. So I'm like, they're not going to make me run into something. This is stupid. It's just on rails. But sure enough, I did. Not actually, between that and not taking the little mosquito-type ships flying around also oh, shooting yeah. at me. I wasn't taking them very seriously. And I got through that mission by the skin of my teeth. I think I had maybe two pixels worth of a life bar oh, left. Yeah. But thank goodness I made it through and I, I ended up just really liking it. It's it's super simple. I mean, it. did you ever play Star Fox? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like Star Fox. It's on rails. You have a, yeah. a set path that you go through. But there is stuff in the environment that you can run into. Stuff can come from behind, can come from in front yeah. of you. And it gets progressively more difficult. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, if even if it's just random crap floating in space, or just all the ships, ships warping in right in front of you, training all their guns on you. Oh, yeah, that's always cool. You're like, oh, it's looking pretty good. What the hell? Yeah. Um, one other thing that's cool is later as you get items, you'll have more control. And you'll have, there's like that, those four like buttons that aren't populated on the lower left side. Yeah. You'll get to put controls there to do different things like optimize your firepower, optimize oh, shield like generation. Shift energy to one thing or yeah. the next. Um, do this thing that makes you untargetable for like 10 seconds. Oh, cool. Or do this thing that like causes like a giant EMP um, oh, uh, sweet. pulse that like fries everything around you. And so you get you start to get stuff like that too. Oh, and that's really it really cool. ups the ante on you know what you what your strategies are and stuff. Yeah, it's. It, I remember hearing about it. I'm like, it's on rails. Oh, and that was thinking, my first thought when I first it'd heard be about so it. It's so boring. I was like, I already played Rebel Assault, but yeah. but no, it's fun. It's there's some. I've played so many space battles with my like my main guy mm-hmm. that I just have like all kinds of points. You and know, you get a decent amount of experience from them. Yeah, you get great experience. And they're not over in like two minutes. Sometimes they take five to ten minutes. Yeah, and they're fun and, and they're hard. And the challenge is there. It gets progressively mm-hmm. more difficult. And it's got a great look to it. I mean, there's a lot going on in the background. There's cool planets, lots of stuff floating around in space, all the attacks, all the laser beams being shot everywhere. It's it's pretty darn fun. Yeah. And that you can do them over and over, just like the flashpoints is also really nice. I like that too. I like that they're like dailies, basically. And for my guy, my like uh, Sith guy, 
I have so many of them, and a lot of them are gray, but you can still do it and get the uh, accommodations and stuff, which oh, nice. you can use to trade for gear or whatever. Yeah, you know, you gave me some homework last time, and I still haven't. Maybe you can show me when we're not recording the show. I haven't sent my dude off to do any missions. My oh, yeah, yeah, You can yeah, send yeah, your, your companions, companions off to take care of. Uh, yeah. of crafting so that's the cool thing is when by the time you get your ship you either have you already have one or two companions yeah there's like an extra you droid get an extra droid and you can send him on missions too so you can at that point you can have one guy with you all the time and the other two can be doing missions the whole time oh that's like nice. non-stop um and if you if you do that if you have like one gathering skill and then the other two are something that's like production of some sort yeah then that's fine because you just through gathering you'll you'll be leveling that one up anyway so you don't really need to send them on missions for it but you send them on the other two to keep it kind of you know symmetrical or in parallel or whatever um so that you have basically you have your three skills like kind of equal along oh the same they're track. leveling up at the same yeah speed you know and one might be a crafting skill where you're producing stuff you maybe don't need like in my case, I have like a biomedic thing, so I'm making like healing potions all the time that I really don't need, yeah. or stems or whatever. Um, but I do it just to keep it in, in, you know, keep it equal. And so like with my, my Sith guy, all his stuff's maxed out, like at 400. Nice. And so I can make pretty much whatever, That's as nice. long as I have the materials. Um, and that's something I need to research it. Some of my crafting options have light or dark ramifications, but... Oh, that's weird. I've never noticed that hmm. they affect your light or dark standing, so I need to look into what that means. But It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's something that it's kind of cool touches on something system. that I really like about this game, is that it's really accessible. You can play it without worrying about those details. Right. And if you just play it on the surface and go through the quests, kind of like you're playing... Knights of the Old Republic and playing a single player RPG, you can just go through it and do it that way. Or you can get into more intricacies as far as the game system is concerned, gameplay is concerned. And I I like that it reminds me of World of Warcraft and I'm sure that's no accident. <laughs> but right. being able to voluntarily delve into that or, or just ignore it is a really nice touch. I think so too. And some of the stuff you can get from crafting is pretty sweet, you know, mm -hmm. be it um, uh, weapons or armor or, um, you know, bio biomedical stuff. So you can, Stat boosters. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can get some pretty advanced stuff for that. So. Uh, and one other nice touch that is unfortunately a subscriber perk if you're playing free-to-play, I love that for your companions and yourself alike, you can hit a button and it changes the color scheme of all your gears so that it all goes together so you don't look like... A Skittle. Exactly. I used yeah. to love the Warcraft Skittle website. That was so funny. Just oh, to see that's somebody right. with, like, orange boots, purple greaves, um, you know, red helmet. It was just like every combination was so bad. Yeah. Um, and this one, you can pick up pretty disparate gear, and you just hit that unite, Unify Colors button... Yeah. And it's like, oh, that looks so much better. It's really cool. And then you can toggle the helmet, of course. That's a nice feature. It's pretty common, but I like that. They're too. supposed to have that new customization coming out for the next patch. To That's right. They have another patch coming up that introduces a new race. Of course, you have to purchase it. Yep. It's the cat people for yeah. 
like a better way to describe them, another Star Wars race that I'm incredibly unfamiliar with. Yeah. And then there's going to be more options on hair and face and and other physical options, and you can also pay to redesign your existing character, so you don't have to start a new character to take advantage of all these new Yeah, that's kind of wild that I can switch over to a... What are they called? I can't remember what they're called. I don't remember either. I just know they're the cat people. Yeah, but it, it is a shame that in both both the instance of re-skinning, for lack of a better term, your character's design or switching to that race, you have to pay. Even if you're a subscriber. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have to pay a microtransaction fee. It, it might be discounted, and this is not the first game to do that. I mean, Champions did it, City of Heroes did it, and yeah. any other game that has a microtransaction store offers things for a price, but character customization is something that I wish you could at least earn points in the game to pay for it versus having to use real money to do it. Yeah, I agree. And they need to already have the name change functionality available. I do not understand why that's still not available. Yeah, that would be nice. But maybe that'll be included in this patch. We'll find out. Yeah. You know, another thing they could do that would be really crazy would be they could probably actually handle, like, factions changes as well. Yeah. Like, if I wanted my Sith Juggie to become a Jedi Guardian... Well, it'd be a long journey for him because he's maxed out on evil. That's but true. But it seems like it could be possible for a Jedi to go all the way to the dark side and become and switch and over redeemed. to the Empire or the Sith side, or vice versa. It'd be a cool story. I think it'd point. be really cool. You know, a, a trooper gone bad becomes a bounty hunter. A bounty hunter, yeah, decides he wants a career in the Republic. Switches allegiances. Same for the smuggler and the Imperial agent, and you know. I feel like it's functionality they'll introduce at some point. Yeah, it would be cool though. I think one of the things that would make it weird is that they have your characters leveling up tied into a story so much that if you did that, I don't think they would allow you to do it midway through the character arc. I think they'd require you to be maxed out. Yeah. Because wouldn't it be weird to be like you're in the middle of your that, you're level true. 25 going through all these story missions that get compl- they're, they're formed in the very opening 10 levels of the game yeah. and they're like I'm abandoning this storyline and I'm going to jump in in the middle of another one yeah I, would, I could see where that would be a requirement that it has to happen at the end of your, yeah. your uh, whatever the first 50 levels or something do you know if your advanced class selection that you make at level 11 or so does that tie into the story as well? No, I don't think so. That's, that's so weird. I was wondering why you can't change that. I wish you could. Yeah. Even if it were for a transaction, if it, you had to pay for it, it'd be nice to be able to say, alright, now I need to make this into a tank character versus not a tank character. Yeah, I mean, the, really the only thing that it would change is your gear would be, you know, ineffective for your new direction. Yeah, that's right. But... But if you do that in a WoW, and you, in do, WoW, you, you, can, doing you can essentially do that in WoW on the mm-hmm. fly. With you the can at least stick. have two chosen at any time that you can toggle between. So. Yeah. But, you know, WoW's been around longer. They've learned They've learned those lessons. I mean, the community has screamed for that since the game launched. You know. Like, mm-hmm. we just want vanilla WoW, but also <laughs> all this other cool stuff, so... But yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And that's about all 
we have to tell you about our, our last Monday game night. We hope that you join us in the next one. But I appreciate that we kind of casually segued into World of Warcraft. Yeah. Because usually at this point in every episode since uh, March, no, no, we've, yeah. we've had a, an additional World of Warcraft session to tell you about. But this week we don't. No, it was too busy leveling up his trooper. <laughs> It took more time than I expected. It does. It does take time. Like, you can't plan it. Sometimes the levels just come in this game, and sometimes they're hard, you know, hard fought. Even with an experience boost. Yeah. Especially when you have a lot of storyline stuff to go through. What do you you think about, like, all those cartel coin packs? Like, Scott got a bunch of those and was able to assemble, like, a scantily clad adaptive armor outfit for his... um, Jedi Counselor. What do you think of those packs? They're cool because they're random. Like, you know, I, did, I like just don't lottery. know enough about the system to... Yeah. I, t- I bought a couple because, like, if you if you stay subscribed and for certain achievements, you get them. You get points. You get cartel points. And you can go and look at your account and see what you've been allotted. And so I had enough cartel points to buy two of those packs. And some of the stuff that, like... I didn't really know what adaptive armor was after all this time. I really didn't. Really? Know. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I got a couple of things that didn't really help my characters out that are far along, but I could, you know, email or mail them or whatever, except they get bound to the character, it looks like. But, I mean, he was able to do that for his new character and get, like, a really cool outfit for her. Um,. You know, and and yeah. and you can get experience boosts and space combat experience boosts and all kinds of crazy stuff. I'll need to look into that because yeah. I. You should see if you. So have it's kind of like some. It's it's slot it's like machine. a box, and you open the box, and there'll be just totally random stuff, and from that. And that's can, where his exotic dancer costume came from. Yeah, I believe so. I don't think he could buy it as a set. He, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, I think he had to get it that way. Yeah, so listeners, you may recall that we were impressed (laughs) by Southern Scott's armor (laughs) for his character because she's basically just wearing a barely there bikini and a really long loincloth and nothing underneath. Yeah, I think he's managed to find a skankier version of Princess Leia's slave girl outfit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar to that. And he's worn it the whole time. It's never changed because he's using... This is something that I wondered about in the previous episode. I'm like, is he using some kind of adaptive armor? And he is. Yeah. There's something else underneath that, but he's transformed the look of it and kept it on this dancer costume, as I think is what he called it. Yeah, so adaptive armor is weird. It scales up with your level, and then also you put mods. Um, oh, yeah. Like the stuff you do for your weapons. Yeah. Because usually your weapon's orange. Well, that's an adaptive weapon, technically, if it's orange. And so... When you first get the armor, when you look at it statistically, it looks like total rubbish, 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 rubbish. But if you start to throw mods into it and different, you know, all the different things that you get at the um, some of the stores for like planet commentation or commendations and stuff, um, then you suddenly it's it becomes way better. Like armor, you can add armor to it, you know, depending on what it is. And all of a sudden it goes from, you know, an armor factor of 13 to like an armor factor of 280 or something. You know, so something I've been at. really bad about that. I've just been selling crap. So, yeah, right. if you get those things, they're, they're, 
they're really worth it keeping and, and picking the right ones for you like aim and endurance and stuff and then you can come up with some pretty cool stuff all right i might have to go and buy back some things yeah you might look at it yeah because yeah, uh, and then see too if you've got enough money for one of those random packs because you never know what you might pull out some cool trooper helmet or something who knows that's true or a thong you just don't know <laughs> Well, as listeners have seen on the screenshots that I posted on the website, that wouldn't be out of out of the ordinary <laughs> for my character. Right. Nothing, nothing I was unexpected. I thinking about that. I can only imagine what people think when they come to the website and they see the screenshots that I've been posting for Star Wars Old Republic if they don't know anything oh, about I the know, game. Oh, I know. They're hilarious. They're like, is this some kind of like sex game or some <laughs> kind of dating game? And oh, it's, yeah. It's it's Mass Effect. It's a sex simulator, says Fox <laughs> News. Yeah. And they're just such damn hilarious things that you could do in this game. And so that's why I've been putting those as the screenshots. And that's what makes me laugh the most. And so that's what I take a screenshot of. And that's how that ends up being on the website. So apologies if it was embarrassing to you, but I think it's funny. I had, I had another really good shot of my character in that dancer slash whorehouse area. But I decided to go with the one on with, with him on the carpet. <laughs> scantily clad tree like standing behind him. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So no World of Warcraft session to tell you about this time, and we haven't played any Monaco either, but if you've played either of those want to tell us your stories about those or any stories about Star Wars Old Republic, you can send them in to share them to mail M-A-I-L. at channelmaster.com. So our next Monday game night session is Monday, May 6th, and 11, it's 11 p.m. Eastern, if you're going to join us, try to be at level 21. Yep. Because we're going to be going definitely through Hammer Station, that flashpoint again. I'm really hoping we do some PvP, and we may also go into the next flashpoint that gets opened up at 21 if we're not completely decimated <laughs> again <laughs> yeah. in Hammer Station. If we, have, if we have more of the Holy Trinity this time. And we also have a guild on Star Wars Old Republic as well as we do on World of Warcraft. It's yep. called Channel Massive on either game if you want to join us in there just let us know keep in touch with us and keep up with when the when we have our game night sessions and when episodes get posted follow us on twitter at channel massive you can also follow both mark and i individually on twitter my twitter is at this is noah and mine is uh, at c-o-m-a-r-k-m yeah which doesn't just doesn't just have that certain je ne sais quoi that <laughs> Noah's does, but you can figure it out. Yeah. And we would also love to hear what you think of our show if you've been enjoying our MMO tour throughout 2013. Leave us a review over on iTunes. We appreciate it. That is all for this week's episode. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Feel free to ad lib or comment <laughs> yeah. as much as you like because that's how the best moments of the podcast happen. <laughs> All four of them. All four of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have little face. Well, oh my gosh, I cannot find the flipping galaxy map on this crap ass ship. <laughs> I thought you loved your ship.
I almost just hit. I almost went to the escape pod by accident. I'm like, I'm just gonna click on this door. I no, I've like, never jumped pod. in the escape pod. That would be for Noah. I need Yay. that. I need that. I'm gonna need it. Okay. <laughs> I don't need it. It's not that great. And I will be wanting this lightsaber. I need it. <laughs> I'm going to float the guy on the left. All right. I'll go after Sawbones, okay? Okay. Here. May the force Actually, be with somebody with range, draw him in. Well, uh, hold on a second. Him? How do you draw him? He's just going to start shooting us. Get a pencil. Some paper. Oh. Fuck you! <laughs> 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 Why are you hitting torch? <laughs> <laughs>